everybody. Welcome to the Revelation Wellness Podcast. My name is Elisa Keaton and I am always thrilled to be here with you and talk about these real things, real things. I'm a little fired up today. Well, I have a recording for you that uh, is actually, I guess you'd say kind of behind the scenes mm, VIP access into what we have monthly for our family calls. And when I say family, that's our Revelation Wellness instructors. We have over 700 instructors uh, worldwide who are using fitness as a tool to spread the gospel message. And every month I get the joy of connecting with all of them virtually on a video Zoom call. We all come together. It's just a way for us to keep fanning the flame, remembering the call, praying for one another, encouraging each other because um, ministry apart from community is very, I mean, if, if Satan can separate you from the pack, he can take you out. So we connect each month and we just carry on the dream and the vision and the, the, the heart for God that he is doing in this field. So I'm actually going to be letting you hear, um, we, these are usually private calls, but this was a call that I felt like, oh, not only do we need to remember this, but also think we want the um, people that are wondering what we're doing here and what's so different about what God's doing in this ministry to hear. This is our heart's invitation. We had a call that would basically reignite our why. Why are we doing this? Why did God call us? Because when God calls, that's a done deal. <laughs> you just take a step of faith. But we can forget if we don't remember, if we don't keep fanning the flame. So we talked about our why, we're, why we're doing what we're doing as fitness teachers, gospel preachers, um, but also what are the five things that really our students need? Or I guess if we say students, it's really anyone who wants to grow and be discipled in the love of God, who wants to grow and mature in faith. What are the five things that sets this apart? That And, and if you'll notice the five things I talk about today really have very little to do about food or fitness but yet we can easily make it about that and there is a place for it there's a healthy placement for it nuts we're not negating that but we want to get clear you know let the smoke clear and let's clear our eyes of of any residue of just stuff that gets in the way so you're gonna hear a call with my lovely I mean I wish you could hear all 700 voices at one time you'll hear a few voices um, that are going to be sharing how they see this play out in their in their communities, how they disciple it, how they um, basically keep what we call delivering the pizza, bringing good news, good news to the table, especially for those that feel like it's it's hard and tough times. Amen. So enjoy this today. Enjoy this podcast, you guys. Thanks for leaving a review. And hey, if if this ignites a flame for you of how God might be calling you into into the mission field and using fitness as your tool then we want to talk. Go to the website at revelationwellness.org and sign up for our next round of instructor training. Our next one's coming up here in August. Oh, man, it's just heaven on earth. I say it every time. Go to our website, look at the testimonials, see some of the videos. Uh, we pay nobody for a testimonial. We don't pay them to say it. It's truly how God met them in this way and in this unique, special way. And hey, before you go, I just want to remind you, you hear from God. You hear from him. He speaks and he loves to talk to you. So I hope this podcast would just open your ears to hear. He's calling you. He loves you. And we're so glad you're here. All right, you guys. Thanks for hanging out today. Um, share this podcast at your free will. And I uh, will see you again soon. Take care. Peace. Peace.
right, so um, as we've said before, we know that our why, um, we all have a why. I hope you've, if, you've, if you've gone through our launch training, we really talk about that a lot, like figuring out your why, your mission, whether it's just, it's your family, it's your, you know, whatever that is for you. So I guess, I hope you have a pen and paper out too, but do you know that right now, if you had to drop your why, like why did God call you? What's the battle for which you were born? What's the thing? Because that's what Satan will try to get your eyes off of. <laughs> you can take away that call, that whisper, that vision. And that's the other thing. Um, I was listening to a podcast today about hearing from God. There's many ways, the voice of God, you hear from God, amen? Please tell me there's nobody here that still goes, I don't hear from God, I don't know how to hear. Like you, I know you guys have, you've been to retreat. <laughs> you have heard from the Lord. He used every modality he could, whether it was sore muscles or worship or tears, small group, community, prayer, food, whatever, he speaks. Some of you hear him in, um, you actually see, you have vision, and that tends to be people that are real um, catalysts. They like to make that thing happen. That's probably me for sure. I see vision. When I lose my why, I just have to get quiet and then I'll see the vision again. He just won't let it go. If you guys saw me post on the Facebook page that, <laughs> That snippet from Ghost, the movie Ghost, where like he, she's like, just leave me alone. And he just keeps talking, just keeps talking. That's how he talks to me. But he shows me the vision of women and men. I think families that are fully uncovered, they're not hiding in sin. They come forward with their brokenness, with their humility and say, I need Jesus. We all need Jesus together and let's keep growing as a family. So I see men, women, children that are modeled this um, and it requires all of us, heart, mind, soul, strength. My body has very much to do with that freedom battle. So um, let me take a moment. I'd love to hear a couple of you, if you would, like if you go, I know my battle. Um, I know my why. If you would share that, <coughs> you can raise your hand in the Zoom call if you want to do that. Um, I think it would encourage some of the others to hear it too. I didn't know how to raise my hand, so can I just go? Go, girl, go. Um, my mission is to help women set other women free. Um, mm -hmm. What God's put on my heart for a couple years now is to disciple girls ages 11 to 21. Mm -hmm. And to start with the college age girls, <clears throat> disciple them in a very specific um, wholeness integration and keep discipling and mentoring them and turn them loose with high school girls and it just be this trickle down and not ever let them go. <laughs> you know, just keep loving on them and yeah. help them love on the next group behind them. That's my, my why. Yes. And we all say yes and amen to that, Lord. Thank you for Raina's vision, Lord. Thank you for her battle. Beth, I saw that you raised your hand. Yes, my why. Uh-oh. Did I freeze? No, you're good. Okay, I'm frozen. Okay, to bring hope and encouragement to women through the love of Jesus. There we are. Sounds Amen. Kind of generic, but it really does guide everything I do. I love that. Gosh, it does. Yes, it does. Oh, good. So good. Um, Renee, let's try you again, girl. Can you hear me now? Yeah, now we can hear you. 
why. Okay. So my why, um, the Lord gave to me a year ago or so is, um, to help people fully experience all that God has for them. And I think that they can really only fully experience all that God has for them in freedom, getting past their junk, and then to move on to that just mundane Christian walk to the more, to the um, seeing what the spirit is doing and partnering with him. So in whatever way I can bring that to help them in their Bible or whatever it is to fully experience what God has for them. Amen. Right on. We agree. Good job. All right. So I know we would all, I think we all hear that. And isn't it funny how it really is? It's that discipling. I think we could say that same thing, that we tag somebody free and that they tag somebody else free. And it's generationally passed. It's contagious. It, um, and it doesn't take a lot of work on our part. I think that's probably the first thing we need to remember. Like we make it so hard, you guys. It's just found in being with the Lord, being a woman who spends time with Jesus. And then from that, other people, they smell that on you and they want to spend time with Jesus. They want to spend time with you, which really is just spending time with Jesus. So awesome. Love it. Okay. Well, good. So whatever you're And if you don't have yours, Hey, no worries, sit down or let me encourage you to go through launch training because <laughs> we will not let up until it's nine weeks of getting after your mission. It really is about nine weeks of getting after what were you born for? Okay. And then how do we execute that out? Um, all right. So let's talk about, I've wrote down, I've sat with the Lord and here's five things that inside this battle, like we set up our classes or whatever we want to do. We even, it doesn't even matter. It doesn't even have to be revelation fitness related. It can just be, you're going to Bible study or you're going to the grocery store, whatever you're doing in your life, because your life is your ministry that this is like five cohesive things that you bring into the atmosphere. This is what you bring in into your daily life. The first thing that people want to know, we got to remember Who's the heart that I'm serving, God? Who is this person that um, you've asked me to minister to? First thing is they're a person that wants to know that they are enough, right? That they are enough (laughs) right now. There's no performing for it or striving for it. Uh, It just, it has to be in almost in that enough place. There's an exhale. Amen. I'm, I'm right now doing some more heart work in my heart, talking with people that can counsel me and give me some perspective, some godly counsel perspective. I've had more tears again in my life, lots of crying happening, but there's a lot. I notice every time I'll like, I'll have a moment and I'm kind of with, you know, the truth and working it out. I'll just take this deep breath and, and exhale. And, and the, the counselor will say to me, what's that? What's that about? And I feel like it's just, it's about, it's okay. Like it's enough. It's okay. Right here, right now, I'm with you. We're not trying to get to tomorrow. We're not trying to get to 10 years down the road and we're not living in yesterday. It's a right here, right now moment. Jesus comes to us and he initiates to us. If you think about it too, Jesus initiates to the people who would hide back. So the ones that are the tax collectors, the prostitutes, those that are hiding back, he says, I'm coming for you, right? And then he also, the desperate at heart, the ones who know that they need him uh, are the other ones that get Jesus. 
it's the religious leaders, the people that think they don't, that they, they're fine, that their enough is found in themselves and forget God, that he, he cannot get through a hard heart. But when God shows up, there's an exhale of, hey, I'm on the case. I am here. People want to know that they are enough. Us trying to better ourselves is not going to gain us anything in the kingdom. <laughs> uh-huh, right? Trying to better, trying to earn it, that's not going to get anything. That's why kind of I think, I think all of us would agree from the tool of fitness, we're trying to get people off the hamster wheel. Just get off. Get off. You're enough today. And you don't have to run towards it, get after it hard, crush it. And you don't have to have regrets about yesterday or what should it have been. Is there a place for mourning? Yeah, that's a good, good thing to mourn so that they can be like, it's okay. I'm here right here right now that they are enough. The starting point is the awareness that we don't have what we need and that makes us rich, right? That are in our poverty, even that that's where we're enough. It's so weird. In their lack is where they're enough. <laughs> Jesus is like, when you don't have it is actually when you have it. So of course we're enough. That's why the woman who comes into your class, who is just beating, beating herself up for years of body shame, feeling disgusted by herself, lack of uh, availability and, con and connection and intimacy, they've disconnected themselves from it that that's actually the place of revival. That's the place of you're perfect. We've been praying you here. You're exactly what we're looking for today. This group has, this community has been saying, come on in, you're the one. Do you guys have any thought on that, on letting people know that they are enough or maybe you know or someone comes to mind in your story, your classes of women that have been able to exhale? Anybody? I think the question needs to be turned on us too. How are you doing with being enough? That we're satisfied. That's why Paul goes on to strive. He goes, whether abounding or abasing, contentment, enough, satisfied. Or we don't really do well with that. We don't do well with, we're just a give me more kind of heart. Our hearts are like, we have so much input now too going in, so much stimulation, so much connection that isn't real intimacy. There's, you, I think that's another thing we got to remember about like being okay with, with emptiness, with a little bit of void, being okay with a little with the tension, being okay that it hasn't, it hasn't broke yet, being okay that it is, that it's enough. And we model that as, as leaders. Lauren. Um, can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. I, I, I just came back from teaching, so it's such a perfect um, time for right me on. to listen to this call because I woke up this morning feeling completely um, inadequate, not able to be a voice. And um, God just always, you know, I've been, I, I've been teaching long enough to know he always, always is going to uh, come through. And he did yet again. And it started with, I felt this morning, like I just need to confess to the girls in my class that I have been 
you know, searching for comfort in, you know, a box of cookies last night. Like that was the mm -hmm. truth of what I woke up into. And, um, and so w when you ask about, I, I can't remember how you worded the, the last question, but, um, you know, what freedom am I seeing in my classes? To be mm -hmm. honest with you, um, I tend to share really openly and mm -hmm. they keep coming, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, my, my feeling is that's what they come for. Even though they give me that look, like, have you guys ever had just had that look? Like, you know, you're sharing something <laughs> and they're with you, but they're, they're like, like, that's not, you yeah. know, there's no flying right happening. by. Yeah. yeah. So uh, for me, it was just that confession of, look, I haven't felt good. And when I don't feel good, I mm. look for comfort in food. And, yeah. and did I ask for anybody to share their own testimony about that? No, but I really felt like God like opens it up. Like that's when God opens up for them to speak to them while we're training. Yeah. Um, and so yeah. I, our authenticity, yeah. cause I, you know, I don't know about you guys, but I'm not there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not no. done. <laughs> no. so, yeah. Sharing our own authenticity, I think is, um, for me, it's always when he shows up. If I'm out there trying to pretend like I'm together, then yeah. lost. Amen. No, I am not there. And I've actually think I'm finally getting it that I will never get there. And I got to just get okay with that. Like I don't, some deception in me thought that if you read enough Bible, if you do enough ministry, if you speak enough words, that your faith will be made real. Your faith is not made real until it's tested and the testing will continue all through our lives for our strength. So that when I'm 80, I'm actually stronger than I ever was at 20 because I passed so many tests. So it's never, <laughs> God, we repent. And, you know, the world does put that on us, that we should, we should arrive. No, come on into the Christian, like, community. We're all pretty broken. It's going to hurt for the rest of your life. It's going to hurt. You're going to hurt. But the suffering leads to joy every single time. Every time. It's when we're in the suffering part that we're not very good. We're just still not very good. It's where I think some of the ancient times had a leg up on us because they knew suffering. They knew discomfort. You had to plan for the winter. Like you had to, you knew suffering was coming. The winter's coming. We got to can our food. Like it's going to be hard. Okay. Everyone, it was just normal where now we have no suffering. We do everything to avoid suffering. Man, if any of you listened to my podcast with Jenny Allen, that was one thing she spoke over me, which I was like, oh my gosh, I did not know. She like literally prophesied it to me because within two, three days later, I was in suffering. I did not know that I was going to be so connected to suffering, but she was like, stay connected to suffering, stay connected to suffering. Like if it's not you, find someone that's in need, stay connected to them because that keeps us discipled in our heart, growing and growing. So if anyone's listening and looking for a place to um, <laughs> make life easy, it's not the gospel, but it is simple, but it's not easy. All right, let's move on. Number two. So we know they want to be enough. And I think that's, so if we could just picture this in your small groups, whatever you're doing, the first thing you're just saying, it's, you're perfect. You're exactly who we prayed for. You, you're exactly, you fit the hole in our heart. The contentment we have you being here. We're more us because you're here. You're enough. You're exactly what we want. 
So that's amazing. Um, the second part is that they are safe. Now, let me say inside safe. Um, safe meaning, hey, you got a lot of junk. I got a lot of junk. Let's just get the junk out. Like this is a safe place to do squash, right? To do ugh, the, the, the vomiting out, the working out of my salvation, working out of me the bitterness, the anger, the unbelief, the twisted thinking, the, the accusations against God, the disappointment, it's in me. Like I swear I want to just charge the church and say, okay, this is all good stuff, but how are they working it out? Can we get their stuff in them that if it doesn't come out, it just festers and grows. So we need to provide a safe place for that to happen. Now, there's a, um, now I say a judgment-free zone. Yes and amen. But this is only for, let's be clear, Paul tells us we are not called to judge those who are outside the church. So come on in. But those who are inside the church, we are there to say, hey, no judgment, confess it, and we're going to get better, right? There's a movement towards, because it's one thing to just be rebellious and say, hey, I'm safe here. I can do whatever I want. No, because that would come at the danger and the health of others, right? There is a, we're trying, we want the purification. We want that process for them. Not that I think this has ever happened in our communities, to be honest with you. Um, I think I, I mentioned a story one time about a woman who was coming to my class continually for like a year and a half. And she would slink in and slink out. She never stayed for the cool down. She'd always come a little bit late. Um, and I never knew what was getting through or not. Um, and, uh, you know, she never, but she never withheld, she never told us anything. Like she didn't tell us her greatest, you know, sins or anything. She was just very withheld. Uh, eventually she just kind of moved on. We prayed, we, you know, always welcomed her. We did all these things with her. So I guess what I'm saying is it is a safe place, but there has to be an exposure of the heart for that. And then a movement of the heart. It isn't just a place that you get to keep dumping, dumping. You're right. Like, okay, how do we get better? We say that a lot. We're not just a community that feels better because it definitely feels better to, to vomit it out, to get it out, come into the light, confess it. But there, has, there is a get better. <laughs> there is a get better. And that's when we pick up the worship of movement, of prayer, of community, of life speaking. And honestly, I feel one thing is just checking in on one another too. You know, especially if just very practical from your class, from your class standpoint, when you meet with them, um, that they check in with them, you know, that they check in with one another, because when we, that's the thing you guys all came to retreat and it's a safe place, right? You've probably felt more loved in a way because we're all in it together. You're kind of all in a lifeboat together and the Lord saving souls one at a time, um, that, that you were with it with one. I mean, I've heard so many stories all the time of you guys, someone being down and the, the rest of the cabin just comes around. Right? Any of you have those experiences at retreat? I mean, it's just amazing. I love hearing about them, how us leaders love when you guys are just taking care of one another. We're like, it's amazing. Yes. Yes. They don't need, um, you know, the special person that each of us have the ability to keep each other safe, to keep each other in security of God's love and grace. But repentance is a big part of that. So our, our safety is found in true repentance. You guys know that repentance, there's a definition of, there's repentance, which is just to kind of change your mind. Like, yeah, I'll do that different. But true repentance 
True repentance is not just a changing of your mind, but a change of your purpose. So people can come and be repentant as in like, oh, I don't want to do that thing at Weight Watchers anymore. I'm just keeping it practical. I don't want to do that anymore. So they, right, they're changing their mind. I want to do, I change my mind on this. And, but my goodness, we can change our mind by the hour. Like I changed my mind now. I changed my mind. Now. But to change your purpose, that's the whole level that if we can get to the purpose place. That's why we talk a lot about motives letting them like uncover their motives of, okay, so why do you change your mind? What's the motive? What's the why behind that? And that's, that requires a safe place for them to do that. The word salvation itself means to be saved. So if they're saved, if they're believers, they are saved, they're safe. Now we just come around and fortify, put up the walls to provide a safe place for them to repent. Anyone repenting daily? I hope everyone's saying yes. <laughs> like there's stuff every flipping day before my quiet time with the Lord. I just check my heart and I pull out, oh, I'm weary. I'm tired. I don't believe you for this. I'm angry. I'm hurt. I don't believe that God. Okay. So I'm repenting God. Not only am I changing my mind about this feeling, but God, my purpose is found in you. My purpose is you. Okay. So you have my mind and you have my purpose. That's true repentance. Anybody have anything on safety, providing safety for them? Um, God made me aware of some resentment and anger that I've had towards my husband. Yeah. Um, and I wasn't really ready for the revelation. And um, I hadn't ever heard that second part of repentance. Like I've heard it preached about you um, confess the sin and you walk away from it. Right? Yeah. You go in the other direction. I've, I've heard that, right. but where I keep changing my mind and my attitude, but I keep falling back into the same attitude because I have not fixed my purpose on God. Like I'm still focused on my husband in the situation. That's yeah. where I've been stuck. So yeah. Amen. Come thank on. you for that fresh word. Yeah. Repentance. That's why we, you guys are the, the lucky ones of leadership. <laughs> He's doing it in us so that we can disciple it and teach it to others. So um, we can only provide a safe environment for them as we are safe and secure in our salvation. And our salvation is found. God chose me. God loves me. He wants me. He has a purpose for my life. I'm partnering with lower conversations. I repent. I change my mind. I'm putting my purpose back in you, God. What's your purpose for me as a leader? What's your purpose for me as a mom? What's your purpose for me as a wife? What's my purpose, right? He's the purpose. He's, the, he's got it. We got a lot of ideas. We have a lot of desires, but they're not necessarily in line with his purpose for our life. So that's, that's where we find safety. It's where we also find strength. Yeah, the goal, um, I, I wrote this down as a note. Um, our communities are a safe place to work it out, but they're not going to be a safe place to hide out. <laughs> right? All of us, even us, like we try to hide out like, oh, nobody really sees that. Oh, the Lord doesn't see that. Uh, that's not going to work for too long. Like no hiding, no hiding, Elisa. Come on out. You want to lead today? You want to lead your home? You want to lead your ministry? Come on out. Let's talk about your heart. Let's talk about what's going on. You don't get to hide out, but it definitely is it a safe place to work it out? 
I'm so grateful. Thank you, family, that you guys allow me to kind of, you know, be a be honest and broken and being made whole. The goal is comforted to become comfortable being uncomfortable. That's our goal. The goal is first we want them to be comforted. Hey, you're enough. Hey, you belong. Comforted so that we can become comfortable being uncomfortable. The goal is comfortable. First we comfort, but then it's to become comfortable being uncomfortable. This is why we are in the perfect profession for this. <laughs> that squat, that burpee, that being still, that holding a posture. I mean, just, we said it before, just holding neutral posture, just sitting up straight sometimes feels like, whoa, that takes more of me. Like, I gotta get comfort, me laying down and taking the easy, snuggle, Netflix, all day, every day kind of way. That's not the way of Christ. He's calling us out. Isaiah 30, 15 says, in repentance and rest is your salvation, which is, again, whenever you hear the word salvation, you can use the word safety as well. He's delivering us. He's going to get us from here to there. We're safe. We're saved. You're not going, you're, you're not, you know, no longer of wickedness. You're of righteousness. You're saved. You're safe. In rest and repentance, in quietness and trust is your strength. And then I love how often people rest it right there, but then verse goes on to say, but you would have none of it. <laughs> right? And that's terrifying. God, awaken us for what we'd say. No, not today. I'm not having any of that. All right. The third thing they want to know, what they want to know is that, and I hit on this before, that they belong, that they belong it kind of goes in line with that they're enough, that they belong. So maybe I want you guys to think about this as I talk a little bit. How in your communities do you exemplify and just ask the Spirit, ask God, like, their belonging? How do you do that? Do you have a practice of that? Um, or maybe how do you love to be received by that? How do you feel most affirmed that you belong? that you're in, that they got you, like I got your back. I mean, like I know for me, if I'm having a moment, like I'm like, I, okay, I got to get some prayer around this. And I go to this family page <laughs> and I go, okay, I need some prayer for my family. Like, like you guys are on it. I'm in, I'm praying. Boom, 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 boom. It means I'm not alone. I belong here. No one's, I'm safe here. If I fall out of the boat, someone's going to come get me. <laughs> Now, if I follow the boat and start punching and fighting and kicking them, they should leave me because, right, Satan wants to take as many down as possible. But if I fall out and I'm like, help, they're going to get me. That's a wonderful thing we bring to people's lives. Lauren. I think my hand was raised from before. I forgot to put oh, it down. Sorry. Okay. I do have to think about that. I, I think um, simple, the simple thing, and, and this might be, uh, too simple but I um for me I even as my classes grow I um I need to know everybody's name and I need to know something mm -hmm. about them and so uh, you know when they walk in the room it's like hey Shelly or hey you know and mm -hmm. connecting people together whether it's a partner mm -hmm. workout or a small group workout or um mm -hmm. you know share something that you you know 
share a prayer request or share praise or share something, you know, keeping doing that in, in our communities so that they feel known and they feel that they belong. Amen. Thank you. That just tickled my heart. I love that. Jesse. Um, yeah, I just, I think just going back to where, you know, where we feel like we're enough and just keeping it, keeping it real. Um, I'm going to kind of go off of what Lauren said before, where she said that, um, you know, every, it seems like every single time I teach on something, um, like I taught on identity comparison, the Lord had me in a season of, I was comparing myself to others, you know, um, now we're doing faith and suffering. And it's like, we were in a, in a, my husband and I were in a hard suffering season and the Lord just brought us out and trying to explain that joy and suffering to somebody is hard. But then when you experience it, it's so much easier and the Lord just gives it to you. You know, like it's so much easier to explain when you've mm -hmm. been there and they mm -hmm. receive it so much more when you're real and you're like, look, I'm in it with you. I, I too have been here and mm -hmm. it's, and it sucks, but there's mm -hmm. blessing that will come after that. Um, and then, and we pray, like, I just say, you know, pray for the woman to your left, pray, yeah. speak, speak life over her, pray to the woman to your right. Um, mm -hmm. and just pray into her family, pray that she would feel enough, you know, so I get personal yeah. with prayer with prayer too, that they would Good. pray for each other, even if they don't know each other, that they pray for one another. So I think that's important. That. Amen. Love that. Katrina. Yeah. Um, I was just thinking um, part of my mission and vision that I haven't necessarily even pinpoint specifically is just creating an authentic and genuine community. And sometimes I can make it so much about me as the instructor, like, oh my gosh, I have to make sure everybody, you know, is, is doing what they should and being authentic and genuine. But I think the coolest payoff is to see the students just step up and, and find their place and make friends and, yeah. you know, outside of class, encourage each other. And on Facebook, you know, people I know had no idea who they were before they stepped into the doors of our class, like, you know, following up with prayer requests and encouraging. And I think yeah. that's just the, the beauty of people. Like, that's where it's not about the fitness, you know, and it's people who are totally like in, you know, outside of the walls of my class, they probably never would have necessarily been friends, but um, it's so just that, that authenticity they get to experience in class yeah. that really has probably way, way less to do with my, my leadership and more to do with just, um, their hearts. So, yeah, yeah. you guys, I, I feel like so good, Katrina. I feel like, um, the Lord just gave me a, like a vision for what we are doing. If you go back to the school, you know, elementary school, kindergarten, first grade, second grade, whatever, there's a certain amount of community that you do in a classroom environment you know, sitting and working together and it's, but it's kind of structured, but the playground, <laughs> that's where the real stuff goes down. Like what's really going down, watch kids on a playground. You find out, oh, they're the introvert. Oh, they're the bossy one. Oh, they're that like, that's just free for all. And I feel like that's really what we do provide for people is it becomes more of a playground. So it's not, okay, now's our prayer time. Now's our reading time. Now's like, it just, it, you, you find out, more about a person as they're playing and moving and sweating and running and music's playing. And so um, that's something to capitalize on. Like you're saying, authentic community can be birthed in that more than I think in other places. I'm sure you guys know that, but 
it's just fun to see their personalities come out in that way. Could somebody, if you have a, a Bible, would you turn to Ephesians 1, 3 to 4, and then raise your hand and who would like to read that? Um, anyone else on the fact that they belong? <clears throat> well, we have an acronym now that we're using um, inside Revelation, the core team. We call it, this is our year of war. Uh, we really, um, we're warring for our team. In other words, listen, there's no fancy things going on here working for this ministry. You'll never get paid everything you're worth. <laughs> um, but it's the joy of getting to do ministry and having a front row seat and, and, and doing all this. Like we, we do this for each other. We're safe here. We belong to one another. We're enough. Like we're just kind of doing it. Um, but we know like we want people to feel the same way that we're doing what we do at retreat, like all that. We want that to always continue in our culture, just in our day to day nine to fivers that we're doing at work. So we have an acronym called WAR, and the first thing, the W stands for welcome. So really welcoming people, that's really important. Like I, I think um, whoever said it, was it Jesse or um, Raina or I'm sorry, Lauren? Lauren, it was Lauren. Who like when people come in, hey, Jerry, hey, Renee, hi, like saying hello, war, welcome them. I'm so glad you're here. Like so good. This is going to be great. You're going to make this class. I was hoping you would be here. That type of welcome is good. Um, the next thing is uh, acknowledge acknowledging i think there's another i think we called it another a i can't remember but it's basically just saying affirming or acknowledging that they're their presence or acknowledging what they're doing that you're paying attention to the efforts that they're making and then um, the final thing is to actually recognize the war ours to recognize to actually call out you know having little things that you do prizes giveaways recognizing pulling them up giving them a moment. And, and if you guys all go back to retreat, that's really what we do for the whole week is we war over you. We welcome you. We've been waiting for you. We're so glad you're there. We're acknowledging your presence. We see you. And then we like to find moments to highlight you, to give you, you know, that, that just that moment that we have, you matter in the kingdom, your original design. Like we recognize this in you. Do you see it in yourself? Those, that type of energy affirms their belonging. Who has the Bible verse? Danielle? You said 1, 3, and 4. Ephesians 1, 3 through 4. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has chosen us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him in love. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Chosen, 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 belong, belong, beloved. I'm just so glad you said yes to me. I'm so glad you said yes to come today. That really does. People want to know. There's nothing worse. I mean, I've been to fitness classes where ain't nobody know if you're there. <laughs> you just slip in, slip out. Even the instructors just punching in, punching out. And hey, I get it. Like they're just making, you know, making bank or making a paycheck. Get in, get out. Where, man. Man, just what a, what a joy we get to set the atmosphere for people saying, we're so glad you're here. You belong. So they want to know they belong, which goes in line with them being safe. Hey, you're not going to get kicked out. We're all working it out. Just keep, keep working it out. Never, never release yourself into, well, you know, be careful of the absolutes. God's never going to do it. It's never going to happen. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> we're going to pray around that. We're going to stay belonging in faith. 
Fourth, the thing that they need to know is that God is at work. Man, it has to be true. It has to be true or this is just all dumb. We're actually all just still working and really trying to to make it happen. And this goes back to the weight loss thing and the body changes that they want to make. Whatever they, whatever work they do to make it happen, they will have to sustain. But if God does the work, if God comes in and tells them how loved they are, if God comes in and says, hey, remember that memory, that lie that someone said to you? Let me tell you what I say. I was always with you. This is where the truth, the word, the word, this is what you bring the weapon into class is the word. And that word gets declared over them. It gets moved into them. And then that's the thing that's contending for God. God will do the work. He started this thing. He will finish it. He has no unfinished business. It's all taken care of. The cross is the final finished work. It is done. So it is finished. Okay. Now we're just waiting. It's coming. <laughs> we're just waiting and the waiting is hard in our very quick-paced, give-it-to-me-now society. But he's working. This has to be true. This has to be. Otherwise, we just roll it up and go home. Roll it up. It's just all a fraud. Like, this is where he's a, a liar, a lunatic, or he's Lord, as C.S. Lewis would say. And if he's Lord, it's finished. Any thoughts on that, that God is at work how do you bring that to your class? How do we remind them that God's at work? There's um, one song I use. Um, it's by Lecrae, used to do it too. And it's mm -hmm. just all about the redemptive work of the Lord. Mm -hmm. and, and it seems silly while we're first doing it, but there's one move we do where we're like literally taking off <laughs> our old self and tossing it away. And, yeah. And um, every so often I'll say, you know, every day his graces and his mercies are brand new. Just every day we get to do this every day. <laughs> and sometimes yeah. it gets frustrating, but it's a get to. Um, so that's one of the things I do in class. That's great. That's so good. How can we, how could we stir up our faith that God is at work? What could we do for that? I'm just asking this in the spirit. I really feel like this has got to come down. This has to become more true for us that we really go that because in that we become people at rest. We become people that can then enjoy the playground, enjoy having fun, enjoy our life because he's got it. He's doing it. How could we, how could we stir up their spirit, man, their spirit woman in the fact that God is at work. Anyone have thoughts? Holy spirit speaking to you. You can just talk if so. I feel like God is saying praise can, you know, I feel, mm -hmm. I heard praise just mm -hmm. to bring that into our classes to, to, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. you know, for me, God shows up in the scripture of the class for me mm -hmm. every time, every single time, whatever it is that he brought us to that is speaking uh, deep into what, whatever it is that's going on. But then to come back the next week and, and, and be maybe more mindful of where did that get worked out in my life so that I can share or bring that there into the page. Um, so we're actually mm -hmm. praising the truth that we're seeing through what we. That's good. Yeah. Anyone else? Yeah, I'll go. I think yeah. um, in, in my community and in my circumstances, 
we have a lot of um, cancer. Like we have a lot of just unhealth, like unhealthy sickness and um, kids are sick and little kids have cancer and husbands have cancer. And I have a woman today who's having a full hysterectomy and her husband found a new lump on his chest and has a CT scan that he has to go to by himself because she is having surgery. Like just a bunch of blah, you know, gross stuff. And I think it's just the, the healing part of that and what Rev and what you, you say, Elisa, about just in the name of Jesus, heal. Mm-hmm. The blood and, of Jesus. Yeah, heal and fully restore. Um, I, I have been praying that just over so many people lately. And I feel like that just bringing that to people and, um, sorry, bringing that to people and just saying, you know, we serve a God who is alive. He's not dead. Yeah. And he still heals and he still restores. And yeah. that, that is where your faith needs to be. So. Amen. Amen. Authority. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Um, yeah, go ahead. This is Emily. For me, it's yeah. just simple uh, that sometimes I take for granted and I find um, gratitude and just at the beginning of class um, having people sometimes it's the mundane sometimes it's the magnificent but remembering that God is working in all of those things and and we don't always take time to be grateful and to just say I I love that I don't know what maybe it's just the season I'm in right now but wouldn't it be awesome if you started your class, like, I think in your next month's day, or is it this month? I don't know. What month are we in? This month is grit and hope. Really good to any theme. Any month, this would work out. But what if you spent the first five minutes of your class or in the warm-up, keep the music low, and they just get to shout out, like, how have you seen God's faithfulness this week? Come on. You guys, they, did this in, they do this in Africa. When I went to Africa for a six-hour service for church, Literally, they started all <laughs> off by people getting up there and they talk about the Lord, God healed my chicken, my chicken as well. And then another one is like, my crops came in, my crops are good. Like they, they went on forever. We spent about an hour. They stood up and they were proud to do it. They were like, <gasps> they couldn't wait. They stand in line. They just got up there and they just shouted how God was faithful to them that week. Their eyes are so open for it that that plants the seed of a faithful God. If he was faithful with my chicken, he's going to be faithful with this addiction. Like he'll, he is faithful in all and through all. And that, if we stir that up again, all that gets so buried in our theological study or in our Bible study or like just gratitude. I, um, I'll, I'll say this story too. I was, um, it was a couple summers ago and I was, with a friend and her daughter and we were beach. We were out of the beach. It was a you know, great place to be. And her daughter was probably about seven years old. And she really wanted these pair of flip-flops. She really like saw these flip-flops in a beach store. I was like, mama, I really want those flip-flops. And of course she has like nine other pairs of flip-flops, whatever. But, the, and my friend was like, you do not need those flip-flops. She's like, mom, please, please. And like kind of begging and doing the whole kind, right. The thing where you're like, Oh, just stop. No, you don't need it. You feel like they're, they're just being bratty in a way. And so I said to the little guy, I said, come here, come here. Like the mom went to go order the, I said, come here. I go, do you really want those flip flops? <laughs> she's like, yeah. I said, okay, here's what you need to do. You just go up to your mom when we're walking home, just say, mom, I'm so grateful for all that you have given me. 
I know. <laughs> I know that when when I need a pair of flip flops again, you are going to buy me a great pair of flip flops. I'm just so thankful. I, it's true because if my child came up to me and started being really thankful for what I've done, come on, what happens? You go. Oh, I would like to give you some more. Isn't that true? Am I, am I, am I delusional? I believe this is a true theory of how the kingdom works. This is how the father goes. Look at them. They're grateful. They're grateful. Oh man, I'm going to bring that sooner. I'm going to bring it sooner than having them sit there and act like I'm punishing them and I'm not good and that I'm holding out on them and that I'm not, that I'm stingy, right? Like, oh, oh, you're so good. So if we start to cultivate a gratitude place. I just think it's a place to break through. I really, truly do. As much as we get on our knees and fast and pray and kind of shut ourselves, you know, into discipline, which that has benefit too. I just think, what if we became a really grateful people? Man, I'm going to have to re-listen to this podcast for myself because, (laughs) oh my gosh, it's true. I just, I'm in a place right now that if I look all in my flesh, I could be so mad at God. I could just come up with all the reasons he's not good to me and he's holding out on me, but I'm going to flip it in Jesus name. He in is Jesus faithful name. and he is mighty to save and he, the blood finished it. And I know that he has it. He's going to deliver good things. Amen. We all Amen. say. All right. Finally, the fifth thing that they need to know is that they get to partner with God in faith. They get to be with him in it. Not only will he do it, they get to be with him in it. They get to yoke themselves to a Matthew eleven twenty eight to 30 kind of yoke. But there's a yoke. Take it upon you and learn from him, for he's lowly and humble at heart. It's easy, it's light, but it's a yoke. So it's not like we sit back and do nothing (laughs) while he fights. We get in and there's a partnering with God. I would love for somebody to um, open and read to us Hebrews 11. And while they're doing that and looking for starting with Hebrews 11, and we're going to, we're going to like, we're going to kind of close with this. Then I'll open it up to some, whatever Q and a you guys have, but, um, this, this partnering with God is really beautiful. I'm glad I get to do it with him. I'm a doer. You're a doer. Y'all are going to do something. So why not do it with him? Why not let him set a pace? Because it's a really good work. Um, let me ask in this practical question, that under they get to partner with God in faith, <clears throat> What do we do for them? How, how in our classes, how in our, what's the encouragement? How do we bring that alive that this is a get to and not a have to? I mean, I think that's the beauty of what we do is when it gets hard and challenging physically in our classes, we remind them it's a get to. And then there's that connection with life. Like, yes, it's hard and I don't want to continue, but it's a get to to be here in community and to take the time out of my day to be here. And there's something about that you can't even explain or put into words that I just, I love. It just changes the, the perspective and the atmosphere. Amen.
I can't help but think of it's really good. Um, I just keep like this remembering place. Like for me, uh, I have to remember, I remember when I didn't have a foot <laughs> and everything was so hard. Yeah. So now that I have a foot again, like I just get so excited some days. I look down at my foot and I, I mean, it's a miracle to me. Like I was walking down the hallway of a hotel this weekend and just felt so blessed all of a sudden. Like, look, my foot moves. I have no pain. So I think it comes back to if we can get them to remember a time that was so hard, but God got them through and look, they're still with him in faith. That goes back to a faith place. He was faithful there. He's faithful here. This is not my slavery. This is my inheritance. I'm an heir here. I get to hold this plank or I get to whatever it is. I, I get to fast. I get to pray. I get to clean my eating so that I'm not a slave to food anymore. I get to because God was faithful there. He's faithful here. It's a partnership. Who has Hebrews 11 and can read it for us? Okay, before you go, Raina, before you go, I want you all to see inside the scope of we partner with God. Okay, based on the, the other four things we said, the first being that we're enough. <laughs> Even in our weakness and our smallness, he comes to us, says, you're perfect for me, that we're safe, that you're going to be messy, but you get to work it out. I'm with you. I'm not going to accuse you. You're safe with me, that they belong. Not only are you safe here, but I have big plans for you in this family. This is where you belong. You must stay here, be here in community. You grow for that God is at work. <laughs> that he's doing it. He's doing the hard stuff. The thing that you go, I just can't. God goes, I can. I'll stand up. You sit down. And that fifth part is that we get to partner with him. We enter in as a partner. And now go ahead and read Arena and let us see ourselves as a partner, much like these heroes of the faith that we're going to hear. Go ahead. Faith is the confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. It gives us assurance about things we cannot see. Through their faith, the people in the days of old earned a good reputation. By faith, we understand that the entire universe was formed at God's command, that what we now see did not come from anything that can be seen. It was by faith that Abel brought more acceptable offering to God than Cain did. Abel's offering gave evidence that he was a righteous man, and God showed his approval of his gifts. Although Abel is long dead, he still speaks to us by his example of faith. Mm -hmm. It was by faith that Enoch was taken up to heaven without dying. He disappeared because God took him. Mm -hmm. Before he was taken up, he was known as a person who pleased God. And it is impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. It was by faith that Noah built a large boat to save his family from the flood. He obeyed God, who warned him about things that he had never happened before. By his faith, Noah condemned the rest of the world, and he received the righteousness that comes by faith. It was by faith that Abraham obeyed God when he called him to leave home and go to another land that God would give him as his inheritance. He went without knowing where he was going. 
Hmm. Even when he reached the land God promised him, he lived there by faith, for he was like a foreigner living in tents. And so did Isaac and Jacob, who inherited the same promise. Abraham was confidently looking forward to a city with eternal foundations, a city designed and built by God. It was by faith that even Sarah was able to have a child, though she was barren and was too old. She believed that God would keep his promise. And so a whole nation came from this one man who was as good as dead, a nation with so many people that like the stars in the sky and the sand on the seashore, there's no way to count them. All these people died still believing what God had promised them. Yeah. They did not receive what was promised, but they saw it all from a distance and welcomed it. Come on. They agreed that they were foreigners and nomads here on earth. Obviously, people who say such things are looking forward to a country they can call their own. If they had longed for the country they came from, they could have gone back. But they were looking for a better place, a heavenly homeland. That is why God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. It was by faith that Abraham offered Isaac as a sacrifice when God was testing him. Abraham, who had received God's promises, was ready to sacrifice his only son, Isaac, even though God had told him, Isaac is the son through whom your descendants will be counted. Hmm. Abraham reasoned that if Isaac died, God was able to bring him back to life again. And in a sense, Abraham did receive his son back from the dead. Hmm. It was faith that Isaac promised blessings for the future to his sons, Jacob and Esau. It was by faith that Jacob, when he was old and dying, blessed each of Joseph's sons and bowed in worship as he leaned on his staff. It was by faith that Joseph, when he was about to die, said confidently that the people of Israel would leave Egypt. He even commanded them to take his bones with them when they left. It was by faith that Moses' parents hid him for three months when he was born. They saw that God had given them an unusual child, and they were not afraid to obey the king. It was by faith that Moses, when he grew up, refused to call the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He chose to share the oppression of God's people instead of enjoying the fleeting pleasures of sin. He thought it was better to suffer for the sake of Christ than to own the treasures of Egypt, for he was looking ahead to his great reward. It was by faith that Moses left the land of Egypt, not fearing the king's anger. He kept right on going because he kept his eyes on the one who was invisible. It was by faith that Moses commanded the people of Israel to keep the Passover and to sprinkle blood on the doorposts so the, that the angel of death would not kill their firstborn sons. It was by faith that the people of Israel went right through the Red Sea as though they were on dry ground. But when the Egyptians tried to follow, they were all drowned. It was by faith that the people of Israel marched around Jericho for seven days and the walls came crashing down. Yeah. It was by faith that Rahab the prostitute was not destroyed with the people in her city who refused to obey God, for she had given a friendly welcome to the spies. How much more do I need to say? It would take too long to recount the stories of the faith of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, mm. David, Samuel, and all the prophets. By faith, these people overthrew kingdoms, ruled with justice, and received what God had promised them. They shut the mouths of lions, quenched the yeah. flames of fire, and escaped death by the edge of the sword. Yeah. Their weakness was turned to strength. They became strong in battle and put whole armies to flight. Women received their loved ones back again from death. 
but others were tortured, refusing to turn from God in order to be set free. They placed their hope in a better life after the resurrection. Some were jeered at and their backs were cut open with whips. Others were chained in prisons. Some died by stoning, some were hot, sawed in half, and others were killed with a sword. Some went about wearing skins of sheep and goats, destitute and oppressed and mistreated. They were too good for this world, wandering over deserts and mountains, hiding in caves and holes in the ground. All these people earned a rep good reputation because of their faith, yet none of them received all that God had promised. For mm. God had something better in mind for us, so that they would not reach perfection without us. Thank you. I want you now, from now on, looking forward, when people come into your class, they come, they're not just coming to lose a few pounds. They're not just coming to like feel a little bit better for their lives. God is calling them by faith to plant a seed in them to get out into the world that will be birthed through tears, <laughs> sowing it in tears, reaping it in sheaves of joy. I mean, come on. This is so much more than fitness. I want you to begin to see every person that walks in your door as a walking miracle that they are and a by faith Jerry, by faith, Renee will, by faith, Leah will, by faith, like each one of them are fulfilling a call. And I would also say, if you are so bold enough to, if you haven't already added your name into the Hebrews 11, like I literally take a pencil, if you put it in there where it says like uh, Gideon, Samson, Barack, all those people, there'd be too much. I don't have enough time to tell you about these people. Add your name because you're there. I, I mean, I see, I saw Lisa Keaton, she's coming. So is Katrina Canfield, Melanie Brown. They're in there too. And we've partnered with God by faith. There we are back to this very simple message, but not easy by faith. Well, there you go, friends, by faith. So listen, if this stirred your heart and you are looking for a community like this, well, we are waiting for you. Go to the website, revelationwellness.org, and find a living and breathing community, <laughs> not found on social media. You have to actually put on your shoes, your workout, whatever, and show up into a class that this, this type of training is waiting for you. So check out Find a Class there on the website. And if you are thinking, you know what, I need to start a class. There's no class around me. God could be calling you to be the catalyst become an instructor check out more about that as well now one more thing that i want you to know uh we are going to work this out now i want to workshop this with you in other words we talked about these five things that you need to know but yet do we really know it what's blocking us from living in the knowledge of that so the next podcast we have for you it's the next episode is a workshop um it's a interactive experience with us to work out the truth of these statements that God wants for you in these needs that you have. So go to that episode, get a paper, a pen, a journal, um, settle down, settle in for a little bit and find a quiet time. I, pro I really promise you we did this live with some people and I'm still receiving emails about the movement towards freedom and breakthrough that people had just because we took a risk on taking God at his word and saying, draw near to me and I'll draw near to you. You will know the truth and the truth will set you free. He speaks. We are his sheep and we can listen and hear his voice. 
So check out the next uh, podcast and work this out. And then be sure to tell me how it works. Leave a review. Email info at revelationwellness.org. But when you leave a review, it helps others find this podcast and find the freedom that I believe you are finding. So, all right then. Thanks, friends. And as we always say around here, his love never quits.